Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and today we've got another fun one. Um, I don't, I don't know. Do I say that every time? Like, I don't think they're all fun. Sometimes they're serious. Sometimes they're sad. Um, but today's a fun one because we are going to be talking with Molly Cahill, who is an Instagram expert, um, specifically for like healthcare practitioners and chiropractors. Um, she kind of making the rounds with chiropractic podcasts this time of year. And so I said to her, I said like, Molly, you better bring special shit to my my listeners, um, because I don't want any repeats. And she said, okay, I promise. So um, I know she was just on a couple other podcasts that are really, really good. So if you're liking what she has to say, go find her and listen. Um, but before we start um, talking about social media and technology, I just have to share a really funny story having to do with technology and, um, and my mother. So I joke that I am, I, oh, I shouldn't say I joke. I'm honest with you that I am terrible when it comes to technology. People ask me questions about the podcast and they're like, well, how do you, and I'm like, I, I don't know. Like I literally, I'm not exaggerating when I say I show up to a computer and press the record button and then I watch this little recordy thing go in front of me and I can see like the waves of my voice and that's how I know that it's recording and then I have to save it. But otherwise, how it gets from here to you, don't know. I, I don't know this. So I found out where I get my lack of technology from. So a couple of weeks ago, my mom is visiting me. And for those of you who don't know, because you haven't been listening to the podcast long enough, my mom is an Enneagram 8 and we love her. We do love her. Um, and but I feel like it's important that, you know, she's an 8 for this story. Uh, so she's telling me, she goes, so did I tell you I got in a fight with my Alexa? And I go, I'm sorry. What? She goes, yeah, well. I was telling her to turn on the lights to my vanity. And I was like, Alexa. And so she wasn't listening and I was getting angry and I'm going, why isn't she listening to me? So she's making this, like, as I'm listening to the story, I'm just like grinning. And just so you know, I did tell her, 
I'm going to write this down because I'm going to share this with the podcast. Uh, so she knows it. She knew it was coming. Um, so as she's telling me, she's like talking about this battle where and she's like wondering, like, why she literally said, like, why is Alexa mad at me? Why is Alexa not listening to me? And so then the story keeps going where she goes into her uh, her kitchen, Alexa, to see if the kitchen Alexa is also mad at her. And then like the story ends with her realizing that it wasn't that Alexa was mad at her. It was that she was saying Alexis because <laughs> she's been watching Shit's Creek. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know what's funnier. I think the funniest part is that you were picking a fight. This is such an Enneagram 8 thing to do of like, I'm fighting with you now. And it's just technology. Oh, I'm like, Mom, I love you. I love you a lot. But I can't make fun of her too much because, you guys, this will be me. Like, it's kind of me now. I will come home and I will just put something in front of Kirby and just be like, just fix it. And I'm just so angry at it. But at least I don't personify it and think it's mad at me. So there. Haha. <laughs> Maybe 20 years from now, I definitely will. Okay. Let's do a listener highlight. So this one uh, is titled Dr. Lauren, keeping us all in check, it says I started listening to this podcast in March of 2020 when COVID exploded. <laughs> I was not in a good place with my mindset. I listened to the COVID roundtable episode and was instantly snapped out of my funk. I have listened to almost every episode since then. I even got one of my own questions answered and will listen to that episode on repeat. Highly recommend starting your week off right listening to Dr. Lauren. Yay! I don't know which question she posted. I wonder. Hmm. Okay. Anyways, I can try to put the like the Anna Lynn 1988 to a name, but whatever. That does that let that be a reminder to you that Good things come to those who write in questions to the podcast. So if you have a burning question, who knows? It might get answered. Uh, today's not really a question, though. So, like, I don't know. I was trying to describe someone. What? Okay. Oh, you guys, here's another story. My patients are starting to find my social media account. And I don't like it. I mean, I don't hate it. Like, there's my patients who are, like, my homegirls who you know, ride or die, who've been, who listen to the episodes and I like them. It's never about them, but it's like all these new people that are like, somebody said to me, oh my gosh, I was on Instagram and I saw this like chick rocking a swimsuit and just being a badass. And then I was like, oh my God, that's my chiropractor. And like, she's saying this as I'm adjusting her neck and I wanted to crawl inside of my cowl neck sweater. I was just like, Oh, you, you found my She Slays account. Okay, then. Um, what am I supposed to do? This, okay, so this is a full circle. I bring to Kirby, like, Kirby, tell Instagram to stop showing She Slays to Barron County. And he's like, um... That's not how, that's not how social media works. You should know this. And I'm like, I know, but and he's like, you can make it private. I'm like, I can't make it private, Kirby, because then chiropractors won't find me. I just don't want people living in my county to find it so I can complain about them on my podcast and on my social media. What was I talking about? Um, oh, I remember. Uh, so this is not a question. 
Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So I was explaining to a patient who just found out I had a podcast and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, but you shouldn't listen to it. And they were like, well, what's it about? And I'm saying like, well, sometimes it's a question from somebody else writing in and I will answer it. And then sometimes it's just my question. And that's okay, too, because I have lots of questions in life. So this one is on social media and you know, you know me, I love my social media way too much. Um, but Molly Cahill, she's a social media marketer who teaches chiropractors, um, naturopaths, health coaches, uh, just a bunch of holistic wellness professionals, how to market themselves using Instagram without obsessing over followers and likes. I mean, so she is right up my alley, right? Like, so she has a signature program called the Holistic Marketing Hub. Um, but yeah, this girl speaks my love language when it comes to social media, because I have said it over and over again. And we talk a little bit about it in the episode, where it's like, I feel like we are so concerned with number of followers, and not nearly concerned enough with quality of followers. Um, for instance, I am going to go remove some of my patients who have started following my podcast because I don't want them, not just even from a hiding standpoint, it confuses the metrics. Like I want chiropractors, I want Instagram to understand that like chiropractors are the peeps that we should show this to. Not Barron County. Anyways. Um, okay, where was I? I was reading her bio, I got distracted. So after leaving a career, I'm the worst. <laughs> After leaving a career in medical sales, Molly decided to combine her love of her two favorite things, all things health and holistic wellness and marketing and sales. Her unique approach isn't what you're likely used to hearing. And over the past two years, she's taught hundreds of students and clients to leverage Instagram for lead generation. Molly and her husband, a helicopter pilot in the USMC, live in Pensacola, Florida with their three-year-old MJ. Um... And she will talk about her free content planner. That link is in our show notes. So head on down to that if you want to download that. Um, but yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun, feel good PG episode. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it gets R rated. Mm, can't promise. But pretty sure it's a good one. So before we begin, you know what we're going to do. We're all going to take everyone just unless you're driving, but you can still belly breathe, close your eyes, take that nice breath in, feel that diaphragm, expand, take some belly breaths, release that jaw, and let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this time with these listeners. Um, thank you for 2021. Uh, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Thank you. You're doing better. I mean, although 2020 did start decent and took a real left turn. So but I am loving um, the lessons that are coming out and things that are unfolding and the beauty that is happening. Thank you so much for people that continue to show up in our lives. Um, everyone listening, help them get the most out of this message. You know, anytime we're talking about social media, I throw an extra Hail Mary up to, wait, extra Hail Mary, an extra prayer. You know what I mean? Um, an extra prayer up to you because it can be such a soul sucking conversation coming um, from my own personal experience and remind everyone listening that this is a tool. This is a tool for them to be conduits of their amazing message. The amazing message that you have like 
filled their heart with to like go and impact their community and it can be frustrating and they can get in the weeds of the analytics and feeling like a failure in comparison and just god please fill their hearts let them know they are doing good they are doing so good and not to look left not to look right and to just feel on fire and to continue learning and becoming better and just become better at spreading the really really cool message that chiropractic is so in your name, we pray. Amen. Okay, she slayers. So this is Molly Cahill and me breaking down the Instagram. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so tell me, because you're not a chiropractor. We're just going to start this interview out with like, <laughs> uh, you know, acquisition. You're not a chiropractor, but that's okay. And you work with chiropractors. Yes. So how did you give me the 411, the background on like, how did you get into this area of marketing? And then like, how'd you decide to kind of specifically work with Kairos? I know, isn't it weird? I always say, people are like, you do what? My family's like, now what do you do again? <laughs> um, so I was actually in outside sales for nine years. My degrees in um, public relations and um, I sold advertising and then I was in medical sales for six years. And, um, when I was in medical sales, I called on addiction and pain management clinics. So, um, I obviously got to see kind of like the good, the bad and the ugly of mm -hmm. just like the Western medical model. And, um, I lost my dad to cancer a few years ago. And that's a whole long story of so many missteps that happened along the way. Um, yeah. And I just, it just kind of furthered my love for the holistic medical model and I or who knows is that an oxymoron <laughs> no no I hear I get you yeah <laughs> um and my when I was living in San Diego my husband's in the Marine Corps and so when I was living in San Diego um so then I got pregnant with my daughter and I'm like I can't continue to be living in Marriott's when I have no family here and he was deployed when she was born he didn't come home oh until she was five months old yeah it was crazy. Everybody's like, how do you do it? I was like, what was my choice? <laughs> yeah. Like, Stay in there, baby. <laughs> I'm going to ship you the baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I just knew I couldn't keep up my current schedule. And so I quit my medical sales job with really like, I don't know what I want to do. I'll stay home for a little while, I'll be with the baby and I'll figure it out. And my chiropractor and I were really good friends and we were trying to find a way to work together that made sense. And she was like, I mean, do you want to be my receptionist? Like, I can't really pay you enough. And then you pay for childcare. Like, you know, we just couldn't figure out. And she said, Hey, do you want to help me with my Instagram? And I'm like, sure. What year is Instagram. this? This is like three years ago. Okay. Um, I was like, yeah, I knew nothing about it. I had one. I would you know, posted, you know, a few family photos here and there, but I literally knew nothing. Um, so for anyone listening who feels intimidated, um, you know, one of my pet peeves is people who just don't Google things. And, um, <laughs> okay. Have you ever been Dr. sent Lauren, or have oh you God. ever sent someone the, <laughs> um, there's like an asshole response to like, have you tried Googling it? But my husband has <laughs> sent it to me before. Well, I'll send him, and he's sent me the link and it's literally, it'll show you like somebody typing that question into Google and like the results. It's a funny thing. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's a very passive, I don't even know if we can call that passive aggressive, but it just seems like straight up aggressive. I, well, I saw a meme that was like, I love how people on Facebook ask questions like, is Walmart open? And then someone answering, try Googling that shit, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so anyway, my, my chiropractor friend, she was like, Hey, why don't, can you do some hashtag research for me? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Go home. I'm like, what? Sure. For sure. I hashtag research. <laughs> yeah. I have no clue what you're talking about. So, um, like I was looking up like Twitter hash. I had no idea what I was doing, mm-hmm. but obviously I figured it out. And, um, so I, I was doing her account and it was just, this was for trade. So I don't know how you feel about trade, but I mean, she was just adjusting me for free and I was doing her Instagram. So it was great. I barter all over this town. I like, yeah. oh, I hold my chiropractic services everywhere. I'm like getting my nails yes. did, my eyebrows did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well then she had an acupuncturist and a massage therapist in her office. And so I started doing the same thing with them. And then people outside of her office started asking who's running your account. And so word got out that way. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'll make this a business. And, and that when I first started, I was working with, you know, anybody and everybody. Um, and I just found, I didn't enjoy writing content for like hairstylists and realtors. Like it just wasn't that fun to me, mm-hmm. but I love, because I'm such a nerd. I actually considered going back to PA school. Um, when I first was like making my career pivot and so I love science. I have a very science mind, but really my superpower is marketing and sales. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, how cool I can like marry these two things and I don't have to go to school and I can help the people who, you know, like the chiropractors, I work with NDs and health coaches and I can yep. help them reach more people. Oh, okay. Well, that's awesome. So question, when you were in San Diego and you started having like multiple chiropractors, like, I mean, they're, they're huge. So it doesn't, yeah. but like, could you repurpose your content or did you have to like create custom stuff for everyone? Yes. Not then. Then I could not because I had, um, they were totally in different areas. So they didn't really compete with one another. Cause it's just like you were talking about, like in San Diego, like 10 miles down the freeway is a long yeah. way yep. with traffic. So, but like one was an upper cervical chiropractor, one was a sports chiropractor and one was pregnancy and baby. So no, yep. I could not repurpose it. Yep. No bummer. I was like, Oh, well, once you're doing one, you could do seven. You're like, no, no. Now, <laughs> on the other hand, I have like, you know, actually I don't even, didn't even mean to plug this, but like I have some of like the most competitive rates for social media management. Cause I'm like, I don't take two people in the same town so I can just repurpose so much stuff. Yep. That makes total sense. Okay. So when you were starting to take over and like manage chiropractors accounts, what were some of the trends that you saw and you can say the good trends. Like, I would love to see, like, if you know, like, oh, yeah, chiropractors, like, are really good naturally at this. But, like, what are some of, like, the bad trends that you kind of have to, like, nip in the butt right away when you start working with an account? Okay, number one is something, when I heard you talking about it, I was like, yes, Dr. Lauren and I are meant to be together. But it's it's the Canva obsession. <sighs> And you know what? I have to tell everyone all the time, like, I've gone through this. Type. I did it too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, but I'm dude, learning how, yeah, we both are like, well, hold on. So I'm just learning how to use Canva appropriately. Yes. Um, so I was talking to like an Instagram aesthetic lady and mm-hmm. she was talking about like having templates within Canva that you put your picture in and like universal fonts. And you, and I was like, oh, okay, you're right. That's how you should be using Canva. But like my biggest problem with Canva is the, like the flag waving and like, we're closed for Memorial Day. And it's like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> or yeah, I did a reel about it that was like, you know, any post that you start. So if you're writing down tips, here's tip number one, any post you start with happy Tuesday, happy Memorial Day, like scroll right on past snooze fest. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So, um, 
that was one of the trends that, and just like feeling like everything had to be, and like, I was going to say, to be fair, a few years ago, really the aesthetic was more important now. Thank goodness. Um, it's, it's more about just, I always say my mission is to bring the Insta back to Instagram (laughs) because I've heard you say that. And I like really made me thought of like, Ooh, yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the reason the platform was created to be this in the moment, like behind the scenes, not this perfectly curated. I've planned out my content for three months and, you know, um, I'm not saying you shouldn't plan out some of your content. I mean, obviously you would lose your mind if you're trying to do everything right in the spur of the moment, but you have to leave room, that breathing room for the Insta, you know, mm-hmm. cause look, I mean, something might happen, you know, the day we're recording this, you know, the Capitol was seized two days ago. So like, you know, you have to, you have to really monitor and not just set it and forget it. Yep, absolutely. Um, and it is this balance though too, where I, I feel like I have to tell people like, okay, yes, we want in the moment and it doesn't need to be like all perfectly like smiling, things like that. But it does need to be an attractive picture. Like yeah. it, it's got, so, and um, when you are scrolling stories, I think that's where, you know, like I have I'm trying to like catch myself and be more like make your stories on Instagram versus mm-hmm. like I, I kind of for a little bit because I like see other people's stories and I was like oh how'd they do that and they've got like all this stuff happening um and they're doing it in Canva and some of these you know insta story creator apps mm-hmm. but then I saw your insta story on like keep the insta in Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, so I'm trying to push myself to at least keep stories created more in the app because it's, it is like, it's this catch 22 though, you know, because some well, of them are boring. Yeah. Well, I'll give you the, the like psychology behind that is people want to feel like when people go on Instagram, it's like, they want to feel that human connection. Mm-hmm. And if I feel like you've just like maybe days, weeks, whatever ago gone and created all these things and just thrown them up. Like, I don't feel like you're there with me. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you lose that human connection, especially in stories. Stories is the place where I tell people anything goes like, as long as it's not just like the talking head with no captions for, you know, I always say don't get to dots, you know, and there's like so many slides, yes. there's like dots across the top. Um, but yeah, with stories, like, you know, anything goes now for your grid, like you said, you don't want a blurry photo. You don't want a dark photo but I've just, I've been paying attention to trends of some of the big names in, you know, just like the online marketing space and their ads, their posts, everything is just very organic. And you can tell they're just taking a selfie in the mirror. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. it's, it's not this pretty, everything's light and airy and perfectly filtered anymore, which I love. Yeah. You go like Jasmine Star is someone that mm-hmm. I follow a lot. And like, yeah, you go look at a year ago and it's like this pristine feed. And now there's like, there's TikToks, there's reels, there's video. They're like, and it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm, I like it. I like it a lot. Well, that'll impede you from creating content too. If you feel like everything has to be perfect, you're just, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm doing like pretty good at it. I feel like, like I'm getting <laughs> okay, to where now. What's your like, Enneagram? Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. Well, the perfectionist thing um, caught me. I was like, oh, is she a one? I'm a three. Um, But I am like, I find that most threes are like, yep, good enough. Like that is good enough to roll and we're moving on to the next. Well, I have to be, I've taken it like three times, like the quiz and I've gotten a seven too. So I'm kind of like an enthusiast. I don't know what I am. I'm like a, but (laughs) um, 
yeah, I, especially since I teach Instagram, I kind of had that in the beginning where, oh my gosh, all my stuff has to be perfect. And then I realized it was impeding me from putting out content. So I'm like, whatever, I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not a photographer here. This is this, here's the goods. Yep. Makes <laughs> okay. So let's talk a little bit about like content planning. Yes. Um, you rec- you had said that like, you don't want people making it in the moment, but you also don't want them planning for three months. So like when you're taking a chiropractor through like them planning their content, how long like of a time span do you recommend? Like how do you walk them through that? The, the time span really, I don't think is something I would concern yourself about like in terms of like a, a universal number. You need to know your own personality. There's this excellent, this is a sidebar. There's this excellent podcast episode I listened to. Um, I can't remember the name. It's Kate Korsmeyer's podcast, but the, her handle I think is marketing personalities. And she talks about like your own marketing personality. So like what, you know, you need to do what type of marketing works for you. Oh, I like um, that. And so I'm not, I'm an ENFP. Do you know, uh, Myers-Briggs? Um, I used to. Okay. So, well, ENFPs were very much like action oriented. We don't like to plan, throw spaghetti to get the wall, see what sticks, whatever. Yes. So for me, planning out a bunch of content in advance feels like cloistering. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that because yeah. like, it's like my deep, dark secret that like, I am terrible about planning out my content because I tried it for just like a week and we got to Thursday and I was just like, Mm, that's my post for today. Like, yes, I'm the same doesn't way. Feel like what I want to put out into the world today. Like, um, um, yeah. So I, I'm the same way. I don't like to, I don't like to plan too much ahead. Um, but I mean, I can walk you through for the people who are planners. I have a little process that I like to follow that makes it so much easier. If you want me to share that. I definitely want you to share it. Okay. So I have a free content planner and um, I know Dr. Lauren's going to link it in the show notes, but um, and this content planner. So like if you're driving or whatever, and you're trying to listen to this and you know, don't worry, you have somewhere you can look and check all of this, but it's mollycahill.com slash content planner. Um, Cahill, C-A-H-I-L-L. And so I have five, I know Dr. Lauren likes to talk about her content buckets. Um, you and I changed have, me a little bit on this. Oh, when good. I heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when you, when I heard about your like five pillars, I was like, ooh, I like that better. <laughs> so I don't really talk about the buckets too. Well, I just kind of modified it, but yeah, share what well, yours Yeah, is. I love well, it. Well, I mean, I've taken a bunch of like actual Instagram courses over the years and everybody has their own approach to content planning. And so I just kind of took, from actual working with chiropractors and be like, okay, what makes sense to them? And um, this is what I found kind of universally. It makes, it makes the most sense. So I kind of have these five content pillars. And one of them is, I'm going to start with what is the easiest for everybody to grasp. And that's the educational. Mm-hmm. So that's your <clears throat> chiropractic post. This is how chiropractic can help stress. This is how chiropractic, you know, you, I don't feel like I need to explain that too much. Yep. Um, those are the ones that you can plan out because that doesn't go out of, it's not time sensitive. Yep. Absolutely. Um, the other bucket that you can kind of plan out, um, in advance is the, um, testimonials, reviews, social proof. I kind of put all three of those in one bucket. Now, testimonials, testimonials, reviews, social proof. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll explain what social proof is, but testimonials and reviews, that's self-explanatory. You're, you know, you're, pulling a key phrase or something from a Google review, 
Um, one thing I would avoid is let's say you have like a six sentence glowing Google review. I wouldn't copy and paste all six sentences onto a Canva thing and just throw that up. Um, I found if you are going to do Canva, you want to just pull out like one or two key sentences for the actual graphic and then put the rest in the caption. Mm -hmm. But social proof. So those two things can be planned ahead of time, but social proof that is more in the moment. And that's just, you know, the photos of you adjusting or, you know, a lot of people have, I don't know if you have this in your office, but like a, a whiteboard or something that's like, welcome our new patients this week. And it just has their first name. I mean, that's HIPAA compliant. Nobody knows who these people right. are. There's a lot of Molly's and Lauren's. So, um, you know, showing the picture of your, your whiteboard with your new patients that week or um, social proof is just essentially showing that you're doing that the thing you say. Showing people actually come to this clinic. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Other people and, come here. <laughs> and what I love, and people are so afraid to do this because they think everything has to be so pretty and curated. I love screenshots. If you have a patient who, I mean, I'm sure a lot of your patients don't have your cell phone number or something. I mean, I oh had God, no. Well, we were friends. So like, you know, um, well, let's say they shoot you a DM or, you know, Facebook messenger or whatever. And they just said, Hey, I'm feeling so much better today. Thanks for fitting me in or something like that. Screenshot that, put it on your feed. It does not have to be this perfectly pretty made mm -hmm. Canva graphic. Um, to me, those carry so much more weight than, um, because it's just like showing somebody's actually messaging you saying, Hey, yeah. I feel better. Um, so that's that category. Um, the next one is inspirational, educational, shareable, viral. I kind of put all of that in one place. So that's, you know, you to me seem like you're more of the humor person mm -hmm. as am I. Yep. Um, inspirational quotes don't normally do it for me, but for some people like, you know, aren't we over inspirational quotes? Like, is are they I, still I working? Am. I mean, I don't mean you and I. I mean, like, yeah. Is, yeah. is Instagram over it? Like, because I feel <sighs> like they really had a really strong showing early 2020. Yeah. And know. then, like, the shit show of 2020, people are just like, take your inspiration. <laughs> show me, I, say, I need laughter. <laughs> with everything else, you just test it. You see what your audience mm -hmm. responds to. Um. So, but I've found with the Cairo accounts I manage, cause they're all um, like family chiropractors, the mom memes just crush. Like everybody thinks they're so funny. And, you know, so to me, that's like highly shareable. Um, you don't have to write a whole long caption with it. You know, it's just share this if you agree or tag a mom who needs to hear this, or it can be super simple. Yep. Um, how I find inspiration for those this is my favorite thing to do is to follow hashtags. So like I follow the hashtag mom memes or toddler mom life or any of that is great. So that's that category. Okay. Um, I'll also do, well, I'll let you get through, but I want to make sure you tell me like the frequency of like, if they're yeah. equally weighted and stuff like that, like posting yeah. equally educational as you are viral and inspirational? I just, so with the five pillars, I just kind of rotate among all of them. I'm not a super, you know, I've had people who want me to like spell it out to the exact, like this, there is no exact formula. Anybody who tells you they've cracked the code or hacked the algorithm run far away because, um, it's an art as much as it is as a science. So, um, I just, I just say kind of rotate those five categories. So, you know, if you have an educational post that's too long for one post and you want to break it into like a two or three part series, like then fine. You just post those two or three in a row. Like don't, don't box yourself in so much where you're like, okay, 
I have to have an educational voice now. I have to have that, yep. you know, yep. but it's just something to keep. But in also mind. don't fill it with a bunch of memes because those are probably going to perform really well. And don't be like, oh, well, my audience just wants me to post me. Yes, like, exactly. No. Yeah, <laughs> you mean that. I call, it, that. I call it algorithm juice. So um, what I was about to say about the viral posts is I just did one a few days ago that was like, um, everyone's talking about their word of the year, but what I want to know is what word do you never want to hear again? And I've gotten like almost 90 something comments so far. Is there being a like, one that like kind of keeps popping up? Is it COVID? <laughs> social distancing, you know, like that type of thing. Um, um, so yeah, so those, those to me kind of fit in this, those posts fit in the same category as like the memes and the, because it's not really driving traffic to your website. It's not, you know, furthering your knowledge as a chiropractor, you know, showing that you're a good chiropractor. It's just bringing attention to your page, which is yeah. good. Like I said, giving you algorithm juice. Um, my favorite one I ever did, this was a while back. My engagement was down and I was like, Oh, okay, I need to light a spark. So I just did a post that was comment the last three things you bought on Amazon. No cheating. And every like people can't help themselves. They're like, yes, oh. they can't help me posts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that goes in the same category to me. Okay. So the other um, is um, any type of pitch. So I consider a pitch anything anytime you're asking someone to leave the Instagram app and go to a link, whether it be book an appointment with you, maybe download some type of guide you have. How is that different from, so, okay. So I use a call to action mm -hmm. in like everything. And the yeah. call, and like, so you mentioned them, like the call to action would be tag someone below, check out our IGTV for more information on this. But you're saying anytime they have to like leave the app mm -hmm. counts as this kind of an ask? I, I do. I think so. Because another thing you want to avoid is having too many calls to action in one post. So I've seen this, especially with giveaways. It's like, share your stories, tag three people, like this post, go follow this person. Like people are like, what? No, I'm confused. Just give me one thing to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if your call to action is, you know, like a, Hey, did you know, we now have online scheduling, like click the link in my bio. It's okay to have fewer comments on that post. Like that's okay. But check your insights and see if you're getting website clicks, because that's the thing. That's the call to action you're looking for, for that particular post. Is that okay. answer your yep. question? Yep. And we're going to insights when you're done with the five pillars too. Well, I was just going to say the other thing too is um, when I said, don't box yourself in some of these categories overlap. So I use screenshots from students all the time in my sales type posts. So like that's a social proof testimonial and I'm selling them like all at the same time. Like, yep. you know, I mean, so don't feel like you have to be like, Oh, this, these two posts overlap. These are just kind of my general pillars of like ways well, to think about your content. And how you and I even got on this conversation was the idea of having boundaries around what you could post, but also categories that when you're going, what should I post the ability to go, well, what have I posted a lot of so far recently? What haven't I done? What are like, my areas that I need to fill in. Because if you're just like, I don't know, like I could post about anything, that's where it gets. Yeah. Hurt. And I just thought this helped people kind of bring them down and go, okay, because you're either one end of a spectrum or the other. I found people are either they have no idea what to post or they have so many ideas they don't know. And both are a start. problem. 
Right. And so, so what I do, so right now I have, I have six social media management accounts and I do plan ahead for them because I can't possibly. So how I usually go through is I'll go through educational, I'll plop in all of their educational posts and then I'll go, okay, I need some humor in here. And then I'll go find my funny mom memes and then, okay, I need some reviews and then I'll go those and I'll just mix them in. And then one of the biggest mistakes you can make is the pillar number five. If you do, Dr. Lauren, does your audience, do you feel a lot of them have a social media manager? They all do it their their own or they have help or do it their own. Yep. Well, I was going to say, because people who have social media managers, they, they forget this one key step. It's like, you still have to show up. You can't just hand over your Instagram account to someone else and expect it to convert. Um, so that's when the, the fifth content pillar is the personal. And that's the, you know, you and your husband on a ski vacation or, um, you know, I got a new puppy. What should we name him or whatever? On your clinic. Yeah. On your clinic page. 100%. Really? Oh, wow. because, okay. If I have. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't, I never do that. Yes. Okay. The first thing I have so many things to say. Okay. So first of all, the reason I love Instagram is because it humanizes business. Yep. Especially as a chiropractor, you are touching me. Like you're literally touching my body. Like I'm in your office a lot. Like maybe my whole family's in your office. I want to know you. And as in any field, I mean, everything's saturated. It's not like, but I actually drive past. I'm not kidding you. One day I should count. It's at least 20 chiropractors to get to my chiropractor. So I like pass all of these others to drive 35 minutes out of my way when there was literally one right across my street. And that's because I felt that human connection with her. So I always tell people, don't hide behind your logo. Don't hide behind your business because, I mean, I even want to know the guy who's doing my accounting, like my taxes. Like I want to know you as a human. Um, And I think you and I are around the same age, Dr. Lauren. We were raised where, tell me, correct me if I'm wrong. It's like business and personal are two separate things. Mm -hmm. Them together. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the case anymore, especially with Instagram. It's like, People want to know. I mean, do your patients not come in and say, hey, what'd you do this weekend? No, like you're just, this is, I'm not fighting you one bit on this because I'm like, duh, of course. I'm actually thinking back to the, over the last year and two of our most um, probably successful posts, and I don't know this for a fact, but I know they went really well. Um, One was me and my family when we, because we built a building and we were putting our like hands in the cement. And so it was like just a picture of our family um, putting that and it went like, you know, people loved it because yes. it was, you know, and I Yay. would never have, but it makes sense. So like on She Slays, that's why, that's why I think, I don't know why the Instagram account does well, but like, that's why I think it does well is because it's not just all podcast. It's actually probably not enough podcast, to be honest. Like my husband would tell you, like, maybe you should tell people, some of your followers that there's a podcast that goes with this. <laughs> I figured it out. Don't worry. And I'm like, oh, it says she slays podcast. Um, but it is that combination of just completely personal and then also the selling and business and stuff. So it makes 100% sense that. Yeah. Uh huh. And that is missing from my clinic account. So like, all right, cool. Good. Well, I even, and I know your listeners are brick and mortar, but just if this helps kind of bring the point home, I even tell my online businesses, cause I work with health coaches and whatnot to don't be afraid. Even if you never see this person in person, don't be afraid to start local and advertise local because 
let's just say I had five health coaches I was choosing from, but I, I know one is in my area. Like I'm just more likely to pick that person. So the same thing applies to chiropractors. Like if I see, Oh, we have this thing in common because I saw it on our Instagram and I feel like I'm going to like her. I'm going to choose you over my other options. That makes sense. Yeah. The first thing I do when students come into my program is, um, a lot of times they'll have two separate accounts. They'll have, you know, um, their personal account and then they'll have, you know, I've seen this several times with people who are brand new. So then they have like a clinic account and their personal account has, let's say 700 followers, but their clinic account maybe has like 150. And then I just see them sharing stuff from their clinic account to the personal account and sharing stuff from their personal account to the clinic account. I'm like, nix the clinic account, get rid of it and combine it. Yeah. Because although I, we, you and I are on the same page where, um, you know, we don't care about being popular. It doesn't matter how many followers you have, but we're going to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're just getting started, who do you think is going to be your biggest champion? It's going to be your friends and family, even if they're not going to be, you know, your patient, if they don't even live in your area, it gives you that starting algorithm juice. Again, I go back to that, them, um, you know, starting from zero, like starting a clinic page from zero and who the heck has time to keep up with two I mean, well, you have to, cause you have, no, 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 no. Like, um, I don't do my personal clinic. Like, yeah. it's funny because, um, I love my marketing director, but like, she's learning from me teaching her. And so like, I'll have someone on like you and I will just like immediately go to her and be like, okay, so I just learned something. Uh, we need to start doing some of <laughs> yeah. this. Or, you know, like with the reels course in the reels course, I talked about never post a reels without at least text boxes because within Instagram, like 85% don't listen with sound on. Mm -hmm. And so then what do I do after I like make this recording and like educate other chiropractors, I go to mine and here I have like a reel with no text boxes. And I'm like, um, always caption, please. (laughs) So it is funny. But yeah, no, even my personal, I, um, told my friends now I'm like, listen, like, just send it to she slice. Cause I don't have time to be on both that much. I mean, I'm actually in the process of creating a quiz right now because so many, that's like one of the number one questions I could ask. Should I have one account or two? And there's not a cut and dry answer. Cause there are people who maybe you have some weird, like I have a student who's like super into politics and she just wants to, you know, I'm not saying you can't do some of that, but she just wants to like follow all of the account. You know, I'm like, cool. Have yeah. your own separate account. Like that's fine. But I just mean, in general, most yep. people are not going to keep up with two, two accounts talking about the same thing. So yeah, right. so my personal account is where I post my vanity photos of plants because I love plants. Like I love so many plants. And so I'm like, so that's where like Lauren Brunswick is turning into plant lady. It's fine. But if you want chiropractic information, um, Okay. Yeah, and I, I only have one account. Like I don't even have a separate for personal because I, I just put a lot of personal stuff on my stories and I'm just like, whatever, I don't have time yeah. to do. <laughs> Let's talk about followers, like Kairos followers. Yes. So I'm going to let you be the asshole here because um, <laughs> I've tried like, kind of like I've like did a carousel on like removing followers, but didn't really call out like, you know, I said like, make sure get rid of dead accounts, like accounts that, no, like has like one post from a year ago. There's no photo. Like that person's not showing up and engaging. Um, the creepy guy who just posts like, <laughs> the heart emoji and you're like, you, 
ew. Um, so like I talked about that, but I didn't talk about like remove other chiropractic clinics following your chiropractic clinic. So I'm going to let you have that conversation. Well, you don't, I mean, if you want to do that, great. Um, you know, I, but here's just like the simple math of it. I'm going to do like low round numbers. So I don't embarrass myself on your podcast, but let's say you have a hundred followers. Okay. And let's say 10% of your followers see your content. There's, you know, sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more, whatever, but let's just say 10%. So that means 10 people have seen your post. Now, if all 100 followers are real targeted in your area could actually be your patient, then that's, and that's awesome. 10 real targeted people who saw your post. If your followers are 50, 50 and 50 of them are real people and the other 50 are bots or other chiropractors or whatever, then that means only five real targeted humans saw your post. So it's just simple math. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, and it's one of those things where like, I do like following some clinics and I don't remove all by any means. Um, but yeah, you need to like kind of do the math of like, if you've got 50% of your following is other chiropractic clinics following you to get inspiration for what they should do for their clinic. It's kind of like, Ur. so, so yeah. yeah. I mean, if you have like a referral network, I mean, that's another thing. I know, I don't know. Are you in a smaller town? Yes. Yeah. So like when I was in San Diego, it was cool because it was like, you know, don't go see me for sports injury. Go see this one. Okay. Don't come to me when you're pregnant, go to this, you know, everybody kind of had this referral network. Like that's a different story, but yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so since we kind of started talking about analytics and like how that will affect, you know, if you have chiropractic followers, can you, you know, jump into analyzing like, oh, a post performed well, like how do you start to look at analytics? Oh, I love this question. Well, I'm, it, that kind of goes against my nature to look at because of my ENFP, but I do look at it. <laughs> I do look at some, because typically if you look back, I'll guarantee you, um, your personal type posts, like usually those are always the ones that do the best. Um, my most like viral post to date was a picture of my daughter when she was five months old and she looked like the Michelin baby. She had like tons of rolls and she's in her diaper and she's leaned back on a pillow and she almost looks like she has a remote control in her hand. Like, and I posted it the day after Christmas and I was like, is this how you're feeling? Like after the holidays, you know, and it went nuts. So you can't always judge. We kind of talked, touched on this. You said, you know, just because the memes do well, doesn't mean that's all the content you need to post. And a lot of big social media marketers in my space teach that they're like, go see what it does well and do more of that. I'm like, well, that sounds good. That's simple enough. But do you really think you're going to get like 50 comments when you start talking about, Hey, this is how chiropractic can help with migraines. Right. Like nobody's going to be super jazzed about that. I mean, unless you have migraines. So you should post about what, how chiropractic helps migraines. That goes in the educational pillar. You 100%, you cannot leave that content out because then like, where's your expert status? Yep. But I see so many people getting down in the dumps because they didn't get 50 comments on it. I'm like, well, but that's to be expected. Like you, what my favorite thing to do is always is put myself in like the seat of a user. And like when I'm scrolling through Instagram, like what makes me stop? What makes me comment? Um, and just because my, my tagline is always like, sorry, if you can hear kids in the background screen, this is, you know, <laughs> I have a nanny and, um, my four-year-old little friend is over here playing with her. So, um, they're screaming, playing Barbies. 
Um, but my tagline is always like, you know, I help you, I help you grow your Instagram account without obsessing over followers, likes, and comments. Um, because we're taught. Doesn't that feel good just to say? Like, it just feels good to hear too. Yeah. Because we're taught like engagement, engagement, engagement is key. Engagement is key. And it is, I'm not saying that, you know, likes and comments. Yes. They tell the algorithm that your post is great and they send it to more people. But let me give you my favorite analogy. Let's say there was an Instagram account for a tire shop and you know, you're in your town and you're scrolling through your Instagram and you see this tire shops posts, but you never stop to like, you never stop to comment. You just, you see it. But there's a marketing principle that once you've seen something seven, seven times, it's now in your brain. So you are driving down the road and you have a blowout and you're like, oh yeah, that account that I saw, just because you never liked in common, it doesn't mean you don't see it. Right. So talking about analytics, I like to look at reach as a metric um, and reach. So if you're looking at your analytics, reach and impressions, the difference is reach is the amount of unique people who've seen your post and impressions is the not unique eyes on your post. So Dr. Lauren, if you see one of my posts five times, you see the same post five times, you count for reach, you count one for impressions, you count as five. Okay. So yeah, I look at reach to see like how many people even saw this? Like Mm -hmm. that's always cool to see. Um, And then it really just depends on the specific call to action. So as I was talking about, if my call to action is to try to get people to check out our new online scheduler and book their appointment. Like I want to look at website clicks and see, did that actually work? And if it didn't, how can we maybe tweak the caption? And if it's a viral post where I'm asking for comments, like why didn't this work? Why didn't this? um..." And one fun thing to do if you're trying to elicit comments is um, put the call to action in the first line instead of the last. But I was told you need a hook that works. Yeah. Well, it depends. You do need a hook. I, I, aver- I advertise. <laughs> I teach everybody to have a headline. You get around 125 characters before they have to tap that. I've heard you talk about this too, before you have to tap that more button. So yes, um, you do want to have a hook, but if you're trying to elicit comments, um, sometimes, you know, you can play around with putting the call to action in the um, first line. Okay. I like, like what's your favorite way to spend whatever? And mm-hmm. then you can go in and talk about your caption and then you can even ask it again at the end. Well, it makes it about them too, right mm-hmm. away. Like and I love quizzes in the first line. Like um, I did a post for a client Monday that was like, because they'd been, their clinic was closed over the holidays. And it was like, instead of just the first line being like, we're back, we're open, we're seeing patients, welcome back. The first line was, is your Monday, is your Monday an A, venti or B, tall, <laughs> you know? And then, um, and then it went into like, we're back, we're open. Yep. Yeah, that is so, so great. How do you answer when somebody uh, asks you about the ROI on social media? Like, especially oh. with your background in marketing, like I almost called it real world marketing, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like back when you were like a marketer and now you're so, how do you handle that question? What's the answer? Um, I love that question because it's so much about, that's why I always tell, teach people about reach. Um, and just to kind of touch on, you and I briefly talked about this before we started recording, but 
I think a lot of chiropractors get scared to, and that's why I like being a lay person, you know, marketing for chiropractors because a lot of chiropractors, expect, especially, you know, you're taught the wellness model and subluxation base and, and that is great, but it takes a while. I've been going to the chiropractor for over 10 years and it took me forever to get to a place of going just for wellness care. Um, well, I mean, obviously I moved around a lot with military, so that was a different story, but don't be afraid to market some symptom based when you're talking about your educational posts, because yes, I get it. You're not a personal injury clinic. You don't want just back pain, whiplash patients, but what if, just what if that was the way you got the patient in the door it was because they do have migraines or carpal tunnel or whatever. So three, how this goes back to the ROI conversation is you have to give it time and know that sometimes it's just right place, right time. And I don't think just like a tire shop, it's not always sexy enough to elicit a like, Ooh, I need to go right now. It might be, you know, that top of the mind awareness. And when I do need a chiropractor, that's when I see you. And that's when your ROI comes in. So it takes a while. There's an acronym and I, for the life of me, cannot remember it, but um, thank goodness, like I don't do any influencer marketing or I don't know anything about influencer marketing really, but oh there's my a, God, I've started getting like those weird influencer ads now or yes. like messages. And I'm like, no, thank you. No. Well, there's, um, there's an acronym they use and I can't remember it, but it's, it's a good thing. It's where they're starting to pay influencers based on reach and not on followers, likes or comments. It's like, Hey, is our brand actually getting in front of how many people um, instead of how many people were sitting on the toilet and double tapped it to like it? Like who really cares about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, why do you drink Coke versus Pepsi? And it's like, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm a chiropractor, so I don't drink soda ever. I'm a perfect person. Um, You know, and it's like, what's the ROI on a Coca-Cola ad at the Super Bowl? And it's like, yeah, like, you know, you're in front of people and you're consistent and showing up. And when they need a chiropractor or their friend needs a chiropractor, their baby's colicky and calling them in, you know, bawling, they might go like, I think there's a chiropractor who sees babies. And like, how do you measure that ROI? You know? Yeah, like because that brand awareness not going to come in and say, my friend said that she saw this post you put on Instagram about college. Oh. Like, it's going to be like, I heard you see kids or my friend said you see kids and you're like, oh, so it's not from my marketing. And it's like, yeah, it is. I'm so glad you said that. Yes. Yes. It's so much about brand awareness. That is. And another thing Instagram is beautiful for, and I don't know if you've talked about this on the podcast before, but your current patients need to follow you. This isn't just about new people. It's about your current people following you and being like, oh crap, I haven't seen Dr. Lauren in like two months. I need to go schedule another appointment or, you know, whatever it is. It's it's not just about the new people. And we follow our patients. So, I mean, we also follow like non-patient, you know, like not breaking HIPAA. So it's not like every single one of our clinic's followers or that we follow is a patient, but it's just like, yeah, we follow them. And when they post their like fall family photo, we go like, you know, Timmy's getting huge. That doesn't mean that we adjust Timmy. That's not breaking HIPAA. That, you know, just us engaging and being social because guess what? Your patients are just as vain 
about likes and comments on their photos. And vain is a mean word. Insecure? <laughs> is that less mean? You know what I mean. You know, like <laughs> yes. they want, when they put this picture of their family up, they want a bunch of likes and comments. And so you going and giving them what you're searching for on social media is fantastic. Like all so often chiropractors are just like, nobody comments on my photos. And I'm like, do you comment on your patient's photos? Exactly. Like, do it. Same thing with Google reviews. It's kind of like you get it out, you get it, you get what you put out in the world, right? So it's like, if I'm ever wanting more reviews or something, like, I feel like I need to like balance the karma in the world. And I'm like, I'll go and leave a few Google reviews first. And then I'm like, Hey, can you come give me a review? <laughs> and you usually don't even have to ask too. Like if you're you yeah. your dentist and you're like, they'll see it and they're like, Oh yep. The hand that washes the hand type of thing. So yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I do one more um, yeah. action item for people? Cause I'm, if you're like, when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm like, give me homework. Yeah. Um, this kind of falls in that personal pillar, but make sure that your Instagram account is a resource for the people in your local area. And at least once a month, I always coach my students to have a local love post where you're like, here's Dr. Lauren's favorite places around the town. Like this is my favorite coffee shop. This is my favorite boutique. Even if you're in a small town, you can find those accounts, even if they don't have an Instagram account, whatever. And then find your, um, I like to call them patient ambassadors. <laughs> the people who do have public account, if they have a private account, it's not, I mean, it would help some, but yeah, I guess, yeah, a private account would work. But, and if you're worried, you're going to get crickets because a lot of people I know are insecure to ask because they're like, nobody's going to comment. Nobody's going to respond. I am not too proud to get the conversation going by literally sometimes I will text my friends be like, Hey, can you get this conversation going and start? <laughs> comments but yeah you can you can tag you know your patients who you know are like your ambassadors who mm -hmm. love you and say hey you know can you not say get this conversation going but like do you have where's your favorite place around town mm -hmm. or whatever and then it gets the comments going and then I also like to have for your story highlights a local love story highlights and so in the height of um quarantine I was coaching all my students I was like you need to be a hub you need to be a resource so I was like on your stories, be posting who's doing takeout, who's doing curbside. Mm -hmm. So then like people are, you are the resource for your town and you have all that in like a story highlight. Yeah. Um, and you know, an idea that I just got from listening to you is like, so, you know, I could go get a coffee and, and I'll show up with my face on my actual page. Cause I'm going to be more personal and say like Dr. Lauren's or, you know, our team's favorite midday coffee jolt is here but then I could also tag my friends who like own businesses in town mm -hmm. say like hey at this salon at this place like does your team fuel up for the afternoon also and they're gonna you know like yeah you get that conversation going with other businesses too because then they're like yeah. ah engagement yes <laughs> so yeah. Well, then they're going to share you back nine times out of 10, unless they just are like not on their account. And then that's your account in front of all these other people who are super targeted. Mm -hmm. So smart. Um, so when you briefly brought up that, like I talked about buckets and then when I heard your pillars, what I did is I actually kind of like shifted my buckets into, um, in, overlay or an underlay that I now use with your pillars. Okay. So can you just quickly oh, cool. go through the five? What were the five? Yes. Okay. So they are personal selling or pitching, which again, like don't think that's, and it's true. Like if you sell supplements in your office or something that too, that can count. So yeah. personal selling or pitching, 
educational, testimonials, reviews, and social proof. That's one. And then the last is that like viral, shareable, can't help myself. That's where like the inspiration, the memes, all that. Yep. So um, what I kind of consolidated, you know, for people who are listening and they're like, what the heck is this buckets thing? So I used to say like, you know, you should have nine to 12 buckets and it wasn't my thing. I got it from uh, Jasmine Star. Like, so it wasn't, um, you know, and it was like the nine to 12 different topics that you will post on and they pick nine to 12 because when you go to someone's bio page, that's what you're going to see is the first nine and you swipe up and now you see 12. So it would be things like a pregnant woman getting adjusted, Webster technique, like very specific type things. Um, and now I just consolidated all of that down to kind of like the who, what, why, when, where words mm-hmm. of like who we are, who we serve, what we help, how we help. So then what I'll do is like with my marketing person, I'll say like, okay, so here are the five pillars that Molly talks about. And then also you can use these kind of like who, what, why words. So for instance, because then they can like just broaden creativity more for the person who's like, what do I post of like, okay, so if it's an educational post and you're like, okay, so I need to do something educational, but like what, then you go like, okay, go to the who, what, why, well, mm-hmm. how we help something. So do an educational post on how the um, activator or like mm-hmm. how the EMG that we use in clinic shows us this or the like, if it's a, um, a testimonial, then go like, okay, so I've already done a testimonial this month. And like, if you're just like blocked with like, what, like to rethink how you can do a testimonial, then go like, to, you know, again, back to that, like what we help of like, all right, well, here's a testimonial specifically on headaches, you know? So it was just this added layer that helped for someone who's really stuck with like, but I already posted a testimonial one to get them thinking about the pillars more broadly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of the whole reason I made them like I did is because I also was taught like different buckets and things. And I was just getting, I felt like too pigeonholed and I felt overwhelmed and like, Oh my God, I have to decide my buckets. And then like, those are my buckets. Like, you know, so I liked kind of having that, like, yeah. So I I just did it to make it easier to know what to write. And if you're ever stumped, then literally just say, Hey, what did I see today in clinic? Okay. I saw one lady who was there for wellness care. One came in for a headache. One came in for pelvic pain, you know, or whatever just, and then go from there. Yep. I love it. Okay. So tell people how to get more of you. Uh, Instagram. I will, I'm a super extrovert mania. So I love DMS. So I'm at Molly, a K Hill, C A H I L L. And again, you can grab that free content planner at Molly slash content planner. Awesome. It has been awesome having you on. Thank you so much. I love having social media people on because I'm just like, ooh, tell me more. And like, Well, I love to, I love listening to your podcast too, because even though I'm not a chiropractor, it helps me, you know, help my people and you just have such a good grasp on marketing. So oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, it was nice to like meet you over the internet. I know. Uh, yeah, just like social media people. Like, I feel like I know you so much. We've talked so much, but now, now it's official. Now we officially know each other. So. Totally. 
Okay, She Slayers, go check out Molly Cahill. We will have that link in the show notes for you to download her free resource. It's awesome. I used it. I've implemented it in my clinic. Um, yeah, and go follow her for more education. And um, until next week, She Slayers, bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. <laughs>